So I like it. It's fun traveling, getting a different vibe for each local culture. That part's cool. That part's awesome about being on tour. I just hate the physical travel. I was going to Vancouver earlier last year, and I forgot you have to fill out a bunch of forms when you work in a foreign country, and I just didn't have them, right? I just did not, wasn't supposed to be entering. So I was like, no, nah, I still got to get in, so I'm going to have to lie to the border guy. I was like, I know what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him I'm here for a girl, right? Because in my mind, he was going to be like, sick, dude, nice. In my mind, he was going to be like, oh, fellow pussy getter, come right in. What are you doing in the regular line, pal? Come on. So I tell him, like, I'm here for a girl, and he doesn't give a fuck, of course. He's like, okay, where'd you meet this woman? I was like, um, the internet. He's like, the internet? You never met her in person? I was like, no, I, I met her one time, just folding immediately. He's like, okay, how old is this woman? 28? He just looked at me for a while. He was just like, this woman is over 18, right? <laughs> right, yeah, he thought I was a pedophile, which, you know, did hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but at the same time, I was sweating. I was nervous. I had this hair. I had these glasses, right? I, I saw how he got there. I didn't, I didn't like it, but... I could read the roadmap, right? Just really hear my feelings. He thought I was like a stupid pedophile, you know? He thinks I'm the kind of pervert where you're like, why come to the country? It's like, well, to fuck the kids. <laughs> come on, dude. Either call me stupid or a pedophile, not both. That same trip coming back from Vancouver was the worst travel experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, I'd been on the road for three months in a row, 12 weeks, hadn't been home. I was so homesick that I had a 6 p.m. flight. I changed it to 6 a.m. last minute, cost $1,000. I had to bump up the first class. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. I need to get home. I, I just got to do it. I got to get home 12 hours earlier. So I stay up all night to make sure I don't miss this flight. Get to the airport. It's delayed, right? <laughs> So, so now my connecting flight, I only have a half hour to make an international connection, which is usually not enough time, but I was like, nah, fuck that, dude. We're doing this, right? So I'm huffing and puffing through this whole airport. I'm elbowing the elderly out of the way. I'm like, excuse me, sir, I have to be high on my couch. Instead of high right here, right now. <laughs> I'm doing that embarrassing little roller bag trot. You know, I don't care. I'm getting home. I don't care what the optics are. So I, so I get there. By some miracle, I make it to my gate. Six minutes to spare. I'm the only one from my flight that made it. I'm feeling so triumphant. I'm out of breath. I go to the girl at the little kiosk. I show her my boarding pass. She's a trainee. Tries to scan it. Can't get it to work. And in my head, I'm like, can't even get a fucking boarding pass to work. Maybe you ain't cut out for Delta, sweetheart. You know? <laughs> I'm feeling cocky right now. <laughs> she calls her coworker over. She tries to scan it. She can't get it to work. She looks at it and she's like, doesn't look like you're on this flight. I was like, no, I'm on the flight. So <laughs> please check again. Um, she checks. She's like, I don't see you. I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Right under my breath, like a gentleman. 
and she goes, sir, don't use profanity at my kiosk. I was like, you're a kiosk. You're an hourly Delta employee, lady. I don't have to respect you, okay? <laughs> I do, don't get me wrong, but she's kind of pushing the limits of the social contract by talking to me like my middle school teacher. That's all I'm saying. Still, I'm trying to make the flight, so I play along. I say the right words, but I say them like a dickhead. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it won't happen again, right? A little cunty, I know, but I've, I've been up all night. I'm running off Red Bulls and Canadian pussy juice at this point, which is not a hearty enough meal for this level of travel complication. That's all. So she's like, huh, you know, it looks like they just kicked you off the flight. Like she's sharing a fun little tidbit with me. I'm like, obviously they can't do that. And she's like, actually they can. Actually I could shit in your mouth, but do you see how that would be rude? Even though technically it is possible. But I'm like, all right, dude, keep calm. It's all right, you're flying to New York City, major city. I'll be on a new flight in an hour. I'll eat McDonald's in two airports. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> and then she looks up my next flight and she's like, okay, your next flight is gonna be in four hours to Minneapolis and four hours after that, you're gonna fly to New York. So now I'm getting home two hours after the flight. I paid $1,000 not to be on and I just lost it. I was like, no, fuck that, Samantha. You're gonna put me on this fucking flight. <laughs> You've been treating me like an asshole all morning. You have no empathy. You're bad at your job. You're not pulling off the pixie cut. I don't know who told you you were. And it's true, she didn't have the bone structure for it. She's like, sir, calm down. I'm gonna call the police. I was like, the police for this? You can't call the police for this. And uh, it turned out it was actually very easy for her to call the police, which I was not expecting, so. I changed my tune immediately. I'm like, hey, Samantha, I'm really sorry about all that stuff I was saying earlier. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> Do you think maybe I could get on the flight, please? <laughs> she won't even make eye contact with me, so I go right back at her. I'm like, you're a fucking piece of shit, Samantha! You think you get a promotion for this? You're gonna die at this kiosk, right? I'm fucking losing it. People are like shielding their children's eyes for me. Eventually her boss comes. Her boss is also a bitch, but she's a professional bitch, you know? She's like, look, we had a problem with your bag. This is the fastest way we could get you home. It's either this or you wait a whole extra day. She's like, all right, fine, cool. She's like, okay, great. So you understand you're not gonna get on this flight though, right? And it's like, well, it left, so yeah. I understand the basic laws of time and space. If that's what you're asking me. She's like, great, you've calmed down. We don't have to get the police involved. It's like, you never had to get the police involved. Your coworker was overreacting. Really, because she said you called her a dumb bitch repeatedly. Is that true? I don't remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's gonna go call the cops, tell them not to bother showing up. But by the time she can get there, it's already been a half hour since Samantha called them. And they're already on their way. And what I see when I look to my left coming towards me is two grown men riding bicycles. I see two cops on bikes, little shorts, little helmet, 
helmet, you're worried about a high-speed collision in Terminal E, you fucking assholes. <laughs> so they pull up. I'm not trying to antagonize anyone. I start laughing, right? Because <laughs> I saw something stupid, right? She thinks I've lost my mind. She's like, what's going on? I'm like, they're on bikes, right? <laughs> like, she's going to be in on it. Like, she's going to be like, I know, fucking idiots. Instead, she goes, sir, I thought we talked about your attitude. I was like, they're on bikes, that's funny. That's outdoor transportation, come on. She didn't find it funny. You're not gonna believe this, the cops really didn't find it funny. They were actually pretty rude to me after that. Um, but I get that too, right? These are airport cops, that's a tough job, right? There's cameras everywhere. You can't even do hate crimes, which... It's one of the big perks of the job, as I understand it. So, so these guys haven't accosted a black teenager in a while, and they're grumpy, right? They're, they're taking it out on me, so. They take my license, they take my passport, they just make me sit there for 40 minutes with no ID, sweat it out. Eventually, they come back, and they're like, sir, do your conduct this afternoon? You've been placed on a problem passenger list here in Canada. You want to be extra careful when you go through security and customs from now on. And it turns out they were fucking with me, I think. I've been to Canada since, no one cares. But at the time, I was freaking out because I had a ton of drugs in my bag. Um, <laughs> I had a bunch of edibles, I had a bunch of mushrooms. I was like, damn, is Canada about to get me this hard? Am I gonna miss my flight and have to throw my drugs away? And I thought about it, I was like, no. Fuck that, baby, USA, these colors don't run. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, that's right. These maple syrup drinking motherfuckers still got the queen on their money, okay? I'm pretty sure we told her great-great-grandfather to suck our dick, so. I'm keeping my drugs, and guess what? I'm doing some right now. <laughs> that's what I did right then and there, took 40 milligrams of edibles. Honestly, had a pretty sick afternoon after that. <laughs> I ran up a $90 tab at Hudson News, you know? I'm, I'm eating big Toblerones like they're corn on the cob, you know? Watch Stavros Halkius, Fat Rascal, only on Netflix.